Wait, you said the, do you want to say the? You said the last time. <laughs> Are we going to say the? Okay, okay, let me put the the in here so I don't forget. Are you spending your life trying to become who God has already called you to be? Good news, girlfriend. God has equipped you with a guide to live in your purpose with him. So grab your Bible and notebook. And get ready for this episode of the God Girls Guide podcast. Hey, welcome back to God Girls Guide. Hi, welcome back. All right, we are going to dive into episode two. Yes. And we are um, first going to go over some questions that came out of our first episode. And so we just love that you guys are loving it so much and want to go deeper. Right, right, right. So the first question we have is, how do I know if God is calling me into an alone season? Oh, that's a good one. Such a good question. Because that means that you have to understand the difference between being lonely yes. and being alone. Right. I'll, I'll answer it first and then I'll kick it to you, see. Okay. Just because okay, okay. something came to mind here. Do so it to it. Do it to it. What came to mind for me is if God is calling me into an alone season, I'll start to recognize signs of maybe relationships cooling a little bit or um, timelines just not matching up where I don't get to be as busy Mm. when he's calling me into alone time. Things just kind of start taking natural pauses. Mm. I think it's the same for me. I think that um, not only is there like this natural pause and it, it fits into the space, but I also, there's like an innate need. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, you want me to go read my Bible right now. Mm-hmm. You want me to go spend time with you. Um, or I, I could be anxious about something. And we all know that anxiousness doesn't come from God, right? And so then I know that I need to, you know, all those thoughts have to be taken captive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm using those times to go to God and say, God, well, what are you really saying in this in these moments? For me, that's what it looks like. Something I think is so key to what you just said is having maturity to recognize. Yeah. Recognize that, like you said, that need or am I seeking something and Mm -hmm. I'm not being fulfilled. Right. And so when you recognize that Mm -hmm. you might be looking for something or you start looking for things to fill your time, that's really God's like, no, no, no. I, I cleared your plate. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And all of us, you may be saying like, well, how do you know God's clearing your, your plate? Oh, you you know when God is clearing <laughs> your plate, okay, ma'am? Okay, especially the busiest of the business women in the world. You know, we can say we have all these things running around with our kids, but the Lord has, there's been seasons where he's clear. Mm-hmm. And like now, <laughs> you've got to come to me. You know, you've been putting things in wrongful spots. You know, you've been putting this over me, mm-hmm. over your family, and it's not in the right spot. You've been taking too much time on it. And the Lord will take it away. Yeah. You know, there was a season where we had, you know, these other businesses that were in just this wrongful spot. And I know for me, I would be up all night checking numbers, checking numbers, checking numbers. I wouldn't even read my Bible that much. You know, mm. now I'm in the season, I'm reading my Bible as much as way more than I was checking the numbers. <laughs> but it's just one of those things the Lord took that 
idol away from me and called me into a season of aloneness. And one would say that I probably felt like I was lonely because I was in a season before where I was surrounded by women, a fans. I was surrounded by so many women that quote mm-hmm. unquote liked me, followed me, loved me. But when God yanked that business from me, I felt lonely, but really I was not, I was alone with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll start taking away the distractions, but also sometimes he lets us be super busy. He lets us mm-hmm. just keep trying to fill that need um, because we have free will. So we do, I think recognizing either one of those, if you mm-hmm. notice those natural pauses and you're like, huh, and you start looking and thinking about ways to fill that time or um, things that would distract you from spending time with him. Yeah. I think that's an indicator. Okay. Next question. What should I expect when God called me into an alone time? Mm. I mean, you want to go first? You can go. I'm ready. Go. Okay. Get ready. <laughs> you should expect the fruits of the spirit. You should not feel walk, walking away in condemnation. You should mm. always feel when you're alone, with God is to receive joy, peace, love, kindness, gentleness, self-control. You should always walk away empowered of those things. If you don't, then you were not, in fact, alone with God. You were just lonely. Mm-hmm. And so you can expect the good need, the good fruits. Yeah, that's powerful, see. Um, what I think is, um, well, what I've experienced is rejuvenation mm-hmm. and also you should expect that maybe other people aren't going to understand you should expect growth in your mm-hmm. faith and just in your relationship and your nearness with him and like yeah. um that that mm-hmm. want that you were talking about mm-hmm. that that's going to increase and going. you're going to, I don't want to say resistance, but you're going to recognize that some people aren't maybe flowing on the same level as you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can feel a little bit off putting like you don't belong or they don't belong, but just like expect that yeah. it's because God's doing something in you. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's not doing it in them, but you're just on a different path for that part of the journey. Yeah. You can just be, yeah, just like you, just like she said, a different path along the journey. So our next question is, what does it mean to be alone with God? Um, for me, to for me, this this means like it's a myriad of stuff. Like for me, it's like sitting in my prayer closet, but also it could be me in the car, you know, but it's actually just me talking to God, you know, me talking to him and not talking to myself you know, and expecting <laughs> myself to do any, anything different than what I've been doing. <laughs> what does it mean for you? Yes. Um, so I think very similar. It's the removal of distractions. Like it's mm, the prioritization good. of time with him and not just trying to get through it. I'm very guilty of trying to get through. I'm very execution focused. Yes. We both can be very guilty of just trying to, to scratch it off. The to-do thing is done. So it's so beautiful when you take time to just set in whatever it is that mm-hmm. he's speaking or pouring into you or just set in his presence. It's okay for it to be quiet too. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, it's okay for it to be quiet. You know, it's okay for you to sleep too. Yeah. So that's going to get us into our next question. What does it look like to be alone with God? 
for me, there's been times where I've been sitting in my prayer closet and I'll be straight up sleep. <laughs> <laughs> where I'll be praying in my heavenly language and God will put a sleep under me. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get up and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go to bed for a little bit because I need to sleep. What does it look like <laughs> for you outside of, obviously you guys know you're praying, but what right. does it look like? Um, I think looking what does it look like for me when I'm alone with God? Yes. I'm trying to think of how it, it really differs from my everyday, because like you, I'm in that season where I just am seeking him on all things, on all the things. Um, not playing y'all. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it looks like, I'm going to go back to that word prioritization, but really like checking in is this aligned with what God's doing Mm -hmm. in my life right now and um seeking his will before me and um it also looks like for me him giving me dreams yep Mm -hmm. and speaking to me that way because I'm able to quiet my mind and and focus on him to receive it yeah that is so good so good so some questions you know a question we have for you is, why are you being called into the lone season? You know, so what is God trying to do? What is God trying to, to do? Is it to um, reset you? Mm-hmm. Is it to pull you away from some idols or other things that might be taking precedence in your life? Mm-hmm. Or is it because you've gotten complacent? Right. Or is it because you've gotten complacent? And if you have, there's a guide for it that we've already prepared and we'll drop it in the show notes. Yes. So it is our God Girl's Guide to Complacency. It, it is just full of mindset shifts that are in probing questions that are really going to get you thinking like, is this me? Am yeah. I complacent? Is that how it's manifesting in my life? And so um, we did this last year. So you'll see some maybe old branding yes, in the slide. Yes, old branding. But the but content still fire. The content still fire, and the anointing was still there. Yes, <laughs> but you guys will get to literally see us in the past, you know, serving and working it out. Complacency was one of those things we heard that master path. They were like, "Oh my goodness, it changed my life," and we're so excited to offer it to you for free and for it to change yours. Yes. So, and there is a workbook that goes along with it that you'll get access to once you click on the link. Click on the link and get it. So now we're going to shift gears into what we always do here in God Girls Guide podcast is we talk about God's word because that is our guide. Yes. And so if you are lonely or alone or struggling with really anything that kind of ties or connects into those feelings because that's what we're coming against this month is that spirit of loneliness Mm -hmm. um we're going to talk about matthew chapter five yes and this is the sermon on the mount and i I love that this whole chapter is red words which means it's all jesus speaking all of it And so Jesus is um, giving the Sermon on the Mount. He is on the mountainside. His disciples um, are there with all these crowds and he's teaching them all. So he's teaching the people that are close to him and the people that don't know him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's significant because if you are somebody who's close to him or maybe you don't know him, these words are still for you. Yes, they are. 
And so I'm just going to read through the Beatitudes real quick. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called, sorry, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for the same way they per persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so, like, the, those things can make you feel lonely, right? Yeah. If you're being insulted or yeah. people say false things against you. I think most of us can say we've experienced that at some point, either mm -hmm. a close relationship or maybe not. Maybe something like um, at school or work, yeah, work yeah. in our social circle. And I just want to hit on some of what those actually mean, like when you're poor in spirit or mourning and yes. what that character quality looks like. So if you're poor in spirit, that character quality represented is humility yes and it means that you're being stripped of pride and you're sensitive to god's ministry yes on your behalf when you mourn your character quality is sensitivity and you're responsive to personal sinfulness and tender-hearted towards one another so when i think of that i also think of grace somebody who is mm -hmm. very gifted in grace because they have to be graceful to themselves yep so they don't get stuck in that sense, that cycle of shame when it comes to sin, right? And then also that they're giving grace to other people because we all know that nobody's perfect. And so not holding an unrealized standard for somebody else. Yes. The meek uh, character quality is meekness and it's being able to demonstrate self-control and submission. So not always have to get your own way. Yeah. Not always having to be proved right. Not always having to be the line leader, like I tell the preschoolers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that is obedience. So you hunger and thirst for what God wants. That's what that righteousness wants. And so when we do that, we're obedient and it's easy to walk in that obedience and you desire God's will and to hear from him. Like C said earlier, more than she wants to hear from herself. Yeah, more than women. <clears throat> I tell myself a lot of stuff, but it ain't right. And I want, I want. His right, his right down Yes. And then I'm going to skip over here to 23. So therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Mm -hmm. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. And so I just think that's something that's key here. So if you are feeling loneliness, which we talked about this in the last episode, loneliness mm -hmm. is a result of broken fellowship with God or with others. And so if loneliness is something that you feel is an area of struggle in your life right now, you don't feel close to people. You, you feel like lots of lost connections. Yes. And if you can step back and spend time with the Holy spirit and realize that those broken fellowship is not as a result of God, removing people of your life, but actually because that there's something in there that you need to resolve. Mm -hmm. I, I want to encourage you here. That's what you need to do. You need to, yes, you go to Jesus. You've gone to him. Now he's telling you, go get reconciled. Yeah, go get reconciled. Go get it. Go get it. Just because it all starts in the heart. 
all of it starts in the heart. And it's just one of those things, like, even if things, even if you weren't alone, if you weren't lonely, I'm sorry, if you weren't lonely, you wouldn't recognize that you weren't lonely because your heart ain't right. Mm-hmm. It's like, y'all, you must, you must get rec- reconciliation in your heart as well. Absolutely. Okay. Did you so, have anything else on yeah, Matthew? Not on Matthew. Okay. But on Second Corinthians um, 10, Paul talks so much about um, what the real war is. So I'm going to read. Yes. So starting in, I'm going to start at 10 2. So I beg you that when I am present, I will not need to be bold with confidence by which I plan to challenge certain people who think we are living according to the flesh, right? They think we're living according to the flesh, but we ain't. So for although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare do not, sorry, since the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition uh, or for demolishing, but it does say otherwise, for strongholds. And so for me, it's like, we're not fighting against flesh at all and even the weapons that we're using and it's something that's been on repeat for me all week the weapons that we are using are not our type of weapons here like in the natural they're they're spiritual and they're used to tear down strongholds and i don't know about you but you can only tear down the strongholds in you right (laughs) not in other people so it starts with you it's not against your brother and sister which is what she's saying here in matthew 5 it's truly you got to start with you. These weapons are to tear down things that were your idol idolizing in your strongholds. And so we demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ. And we are ready to punish any disobedience once your obedience is complete. So you can't do it until you are obedient. Right. And that's the same thing in Matthew 5 is you must do it for yourself before you can go go look in your brother's eye and take the stem out of it. Right. You gotta go fix your own wood. So I'm gonna read a couple of words on my translation that's okay, just good. a little different. Um, because you know, we have different translations we for did. a reason. We did, we did, we did, we did. <laughs> um, but uh second Corinthians 10 3. So for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Mm, I like that. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. And <clears throat> I think what stands out to me here is when I heard you reading that, and then I'm reading it along in mine, is that the world tells us when somebody hurts us, we hurt them back. Mm-hmm. The world tells us that we use our tongue mm-hmm. to set somebody in their place yeah. or to give them the cold shoulder or... Um, we're going to righteously tell them why they're wrong and how they're wrong and can get them convicted of their sin. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the world's way of doing things. And Paul here is telling us just like Jesus did, we've got to be meek. We've got to be um, obedient to Christ. We've got to be um, humble. Yes. And these, (laughs) that's not what the world says. And so like, that's not what the world exactly what you said about in your translation about the flesh like yeah. understanding that the world speaks to our flesh mm-hmm. but we've got to walk in the spirit here where our flesh wants to be proud yes our flesh our flesh wants it to be selfish all about us not about anyone else and so but that's not what we're supposed to do we are supposed to be humble yes and so just making sure that when you are responding to those situations where mm-hmm. you feel alone or you feel loneliness, 
that this is how you're responding and that stronghold loneliness is a stronghold yes and so understanding that if you continue to fight it the world's way you're not getting anywhere so there needs to be that reconciliation that we Mm -hmm. talked about from in Matthew and we talked about last week and you hit on it too and we do that through like recognizing the need of the savior and recognizing that our flesh doesn't get a say in how we treat other people and um, you got to be able to just have that realistic view of yourself too that we're not perfect that's right. And that we, no. we make mistakes and we screw up yeah. and we hurt people sometimes yeah. and that we have to be so humble and so repentant, right? So, so that we can get that reconciliation. All right. All right. Well, that's it. What a great episode. Well, you tell us. Yes. <laughs> no, we will see you guys on the next episode next week, which we will be answering more of your questions. So get them in. Bye. Bye.